term limit stay goes virtual. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement for the week of March 1st, 2021. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Saturday, February 27th, was Term Limits Day, the third iteration of this new citizen holiday. No, it wasn't canceled due to the pandemic, but like so much of our lives right now, a lot of it moved online. In this week's episode, we also get the latest on the tournaments convention bills moving through our state legislatures. Joining us is U.S. Tournaments Executive Director Nick Tombalides. Hey, Nick. Hey, Phil. Happy Term Limits Day. It was. How was your weekend? My weekend was fantastic. I yeah. spent all day in the blistering heat delivering <laughs> Term Limits Day signs, mm-hmm. uh, waving Term Limits Day signs at an intersection. People are so on fire for this issue. It really was incredible. So true. I'd be putting them up and people would stop while I was putting them up and give me thumbs up and honking their horns or whatever else. Everywhere I go, you know, it was astounding. I I was um, walking up to a house that had requested a sign and there was a guy across the street who was um, digging a hole. Mm -hmm. And um, he must have been like 100 feet away. And he spotted my term limit Congress sign out of the corner of his eye. (laughs) And he just screams out, Hell yeah, man! Term limits for Congress, that's what we need! It was, <laughs> it was amazing. And there were situations where I would, I would go to a house uh, to deliver a sign, and I would accidentally knock on the door to the wrong house. So it's like if I had 123 Main Street on my list, I'd knock on like 125 Main Street. And I'd say, hey, did you guys order a term limit sign? And they're like, no, but I'll take one. I love term limits. <laughs> and then on the spot, they would take the sign and they would put it in their yard. And it was just like that everywhere. I've never seen such a positive reaction to anything yeah. in my life. It, it's amazing. It was a fun weekend. I did the same thing. We had a, a sign waving over I-95, which, of course, is the major interstate uh, on the East Coast in Florida. And um, we had a big banner that we threw over the side, and we have lots of people that were uh, waving signs, some homemade ones that said, Happy Tournaments Day, February 27th. Fun time for all. And people are honking away at these signs when they see it at the intersection. And it doesn't matter what, I mean, you get a car with a Bernie sticker on it. They're honking. They love term limits. You get a car with a Trump sticker on it. They're honking. They love term limits. Only thumbs up. I didn't see a single middle finger. In fact, I only saw a middle finger one time ever when I was holding a term limit sign, and that's when my state legislator drove by. That was, <laughs> right, that right. was not this year. That was like two years ago. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I did some other things here. Um, there is a local university here, Palm Beach Atlantic uh, University, private college in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, on the intercoastal waterway. And there's a uh, political science chair there, um, Dr. James Todd pulls together his, his uh, political science classes in an auditorium, much of it was virtual this time, and uh, allows me to share the argument for term limits. And uh, a bunch of really bright kids asking great questions. And so that's, this is the third year in a row. It's called the Term Limits Day Annual Lecture. That was great. I spoke at several civic clubs, political clubs, talking about Term Limits Day and handing out signs. So they brought them home and put them on their yards. And I don't know, all around, I just had a, a blast with it again this year. Yeah, and you know, the format, the character of Term Limits Day has changed a little bit. There's certainly, due to the pandemic, there's a lot more uh, digital right. activity. There's a lot more tweeting and writing and sharing on social media than there is 
in-person gathering, but the spirit of Term Limits Day is just it's stronger than ever. There was some really productive activity online, too. And um, I know some organizations like FreedomWorks, they sent out a post to their troops across the country, and that's a pretty serious uh, grassroots organization, wishing everybody a happy Term Limits Day. I know uh, business author Bob Berg tweeted about it. I saw that. Yeah, we had lots of uh, prominent elected officials tweeting about it as well, yep. Uh, yep. including a lot of the co-sponsors on our constitutional amendment. Um, you know, I, I know I saw some stuff from Ted Cruz. You know, mm-hmm. I saw some stuff from um, Rick Scott and others were talking about Term Limits Day on Twitter, using the hashtag Term Limits Day, spreading the word. Um, it looked like it was trending uh, for a while on Saturday. Right on. Speaking of virtual activism for Term Limits Day, I don't know if you heard this yet, Nick, but um, the numbers are in. We just had the best month for fundraising online that we've ever had because of Term Limits Day. So that shows that we're <laughs> this holiday is getting some traction and people are getting involved. Even if they didn't feel like they could go outside and do things, they helped out the fight by sending us some checks. And thank you, all of you, uh, who took that action. This is a public The term limits convention resolution passed the Georgia Senate on February 22nd. The bill has been introduced in the Georgia House and is now awaiting its first committee hearing. If it passes the House, Georgia would be the fourth state to call for an amendment writing convention under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution limited to the subject of congressional term limits. Senator Greg Dolezal of Cumming represents District 27 and made a spirited case that helped the resolution succeed in the upper house. I'm still new to this job. And I'm still kind of constantly surprised by what I hear sometimes come from this well. And I agree with the previous speaker. This is an ideological issue. But I am a little bit dumbfounded that I've heard this morning the defense of deficit spending, soaring debt, and career politicians. Danger, danger is what was said. The danger, danger is not a balanced budget. The danger, danger is $22 trillion in national debt. That's the danger, and that's been brought to us by career politicians who are supported in primaries and their elections nine to one by their challengers. The ideological difference, quite frankly, colleagues, is the ideological worldview between career politicians and 320 million Americans. 82% of Americans support term limits. As the sponsor of the bill said, this is not a partisan issue. The system is broken. The danger is the system, and the system needs to be disrupted, and Washington, D.C. will never disrupt itself. This country is in danger, and it is in danger by the people that have gone to D.C. to do a job, have turned away from every political promise they ever made because they fell in love with the power. They will never give up the power. This republic was founded upon the sovereignty of the states, And it is up to the states to take back their sovereignty and do what the very founders envisioned. Now, we've seen an example of this right here in our own very chamber. Because I can give an intellectual consideration to this idea of institutional knowledge. If only we send our politicians to Congress for decades and decades and decades, only then will they be able to do this job effectively. Because despite the talent in this country and despite the intellectual rigor by many of our fellow citizens, we are the only people smart enough after decades of time here and in Washington, D.C. to do this job effectively. 
and it would empower the bureaucrats if we were to term limit either ourselves or those in DC. I can understand the intellectual thought behind that. However, we saw tragically last year, a fourth year senator have to step in and do the toughest job under the roof of this building. And he stepped in and he did it with honor and dignity and intellectual honesty and excellence with hardly any notice. So if we have somebody in their second term able to carry the hardest job under this building with no notice, I believe that obliterates the argument that only institutional knowledge can save this country. The danger bells have been warning and absolutely, this is a Republican and Democrat problem. President Obama was guilty and President Trump was guilty. The deficit spending is out of control. Washington DC has proven to us that they will not solve the problem. The founders knew that that was a possibility and the founders gave us this mechanism and it's time we utilize it. Thank you, Mr. President, I yield the will. And you, Nick, you did a op-ed in the Florida Today. I did. I did an op-ed. I didn't. I didn't just want the op-ed to be something from a term, just the term limits guy, which is me. You know, everyone associates me with this issue. So I, I went around my community and I asked around and said, "Well, who else wants to do this?" Uh, I talked to a friend of mine, Susan Hodgers. She's a physician's assistant around here. Um, she she usually writes health columns for the paper. She loves term limits. So we collaborated on this op-ed. We talked about um, you know where term limits day comes from, how the original inspiration for it was George Washington when he resigned his military commission and then he stepped down as president after two terms and really uh, you know set that example for statesmanship and uh, service. And we've gotten uh, an awesome reaction. In, in this area. Uh, Florida Today is a, a big paper. We're grateful that they published that and got the word out about Term Limits Day. Yeah. I also saw some uh, letters to the editor. Shout out to John Yoler. He was published in the Auburn Citizen in central New York and basically had a short, perfect one-paragraph letter. Basically, February 27 has been designated as National Term Limits Day. Congress should be term limited. That's where he always starts it. So <laughs> thanks a lot, John. It was perfect. Just the brass tacks. That's all we need. You bet. How are the resolutions going across the country? Resolutions are looking good. Um, we've got a lot of action uh, this week, more action than you can shake a stick at. Um, <laughs> Tennessee, uh, Wednesday is going to be a big day, and Wednesday we have a House hearing in Tennessee. The Public Service Subcommittee uh, is going to be hearing term limits, and they're going to be likely voting on it to advance it to the full committee. And then we are also anticipating the floor vote in North Dakota for final passage in the state house there will also take place um, on, on Wednesday, March 3rd. Now, if you recall, that was supposed to happen last week. It got kicked back because um, I guess they had a lot, a big backlog in the state house. We should be getting that vote Wednesday in North Dakota. That's exciting. We've never won in North Dakota before, have we? I don't think we've ever had a bill in North Dakota I didn't. Before. I didn't think so either, no. So that's we're breaking new ground there. That's fantastic. And we might get a floor vote in one of their houses of the legislature next week. Is it looking good? It's looking good. Yeah, we uh, sailed through the committee with great numbers. We've got mm -hmm. awesome sponsors out there, uh, Representative uh, Ben Koppelman, uh, Representative Jim Casper. These guys are leaders, not just on term limits, but on Article 5, on uh, mm -hmm. you know this the convention process. Uh, it's, it's looking pretty good. The Senate is going to be a little bit tougher. Um, there's certainly a need for people to contact their legislators if you live in North Dakota or Tennessee or any of these states, go to termlimits.com slash take action to be involved. Um, but right now the counts are looking great. 
What about uh, West Virginia? Uh, West Virginia, we have finally been filed there, Good. and we've been referred to the Government Org Committee. That hearing should be taking place this week, but we do not have a date or a time yet. So check our website, check U.S. Term Limits on Facebook and Twitter, and as soon as we have that info, we're going to blast it out. Okay, I'm particularly excited about West Virginia because, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, we collected pledges from majority of both of the members of both the House and the Senate in West Virginia pledging that these members would co-sponsor, vote for, and defend the tournament's resolution. So you can never take anything for granted, especially when you're dealing with legislatures and politicians, but uh, this one should be a winner for us, and so I'm really excited to watch it go through the process. It's very promising to see that it's originating in the House this time around. Mm-hmm. Because last year it was the Senate that passed it first, and the House was a, a bigger lift. But the fact that it, we're seeing early action in the House um, is a very good sign, because the House we thought would be more difficult. We know the Senate is very strong, um, so seeing it come out of the House likely means that um, it's not going to have any problems getting to the floor and passing. Saturday is Term Limits Day. Boy, this holiday season really sneaked up on me. No excuse, though, because Term Limits Day falls on February 27th every year. On that date, in 1951, the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution was ratified, limiting the President to two terms in office. Call it the constitutionalization of the small-r Republican example George Washington set so well by voluntarily stepping down after two terms as chief executive. That tradition lasted for nearly 150 years, until FDR sought and won a third term in 1940. In addition to presidential limits, tomorrow let's also cheer term limits on 15 state legislatures, including big states such as California, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, and those covering 36 governors as well as thousands of local elected officials including in nine of the nation's 10 largest cities. Of course, while we celebrate Term Limits Day and this pandemic mostly on social media, let's remember where mandatory rotation out of elected office does not exist, yet is most desperately needed, Congress. Since career politicians aren't going to term limit themselves, U.S. Term Limits has launched a national effort to bypass Congress and put term limits on House and Senate through the Term Limits Convention. The convention requires 34 state legislatures to take action, and that in turn requires us to act at the grassroots in our states. Already there is impressive movement. In the last week, resolutions for a Term Limits Convention have passed through key committees and entire chambers in Arizona, Georgia, and North Dakota. Much more is in the pipeline. Term Limits Day makes a great day for our contribution to the Term Limits cause. But there's no time better than the present. This is Common Sense. I'm Paul Jacob. For a daily dose of Common Sense, go to thisiscommonsense.org. So how many states have we been introduced? When I say we, I mean the Term Limits Convention Resolution been introduced uh, so far in 2021. Yeah, we've now been introduced in 12 states. Uh, Wisconsin has come online. It's been added to the fold. 
as uh, LRB 0327-1. That's a mouthful, um, but it's still been filed. Great. Okay. Um, just for new listeners, uh, I just want to make it clear what we're talking about here. The We're talking about the Term Limits Convention Resolution. This is the attempt of states to call for an amendment writing convention under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution limited to the subject of congressional term limits. So when two-thirds of the states call for such a convention, it must be called under Article 5, and the states get to hammer out the details of an amendment and send it back to the states for ratification. The Congress has nothing to do with it. And so it's their end run, and it's working, Nick. Yeah, I mean, over more than 20% of all states have filed it this session. It's, uh, it is working. It is. We, we're making continual progress. We did a lot of voter education in the last year to let people know who are the good guys, who are the bad guys on term limits. That led to a historic number of term limit convention pledge signers getting elected to state legislatures. I think it was 674 yes. all over the country who have signed their name on the dotted line to support this effort. Um, so, yeah, I, I can feel it. There's a huge surge in momentum this year. And uh, mm-hmm. the timing, term limits day, it's it's perfect. Yep, and you could bet all these politicians ran into in some way some term limits activism on term limits day or the week prior, and that just shows them that people are engaged, that they're watching. So thank you, everybody that participated. I support term limits. For goodness sakes, how on earth can we get new, fresh innovation into Congress unless we have term limits. So serve your country, then move over and let somebody else bring some fresh new ideas. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. The term limits convention bills are moving through the state legislatures. This could be a breakthrough year for the term limits movement. To check on the status of the term limits convention resolution in your state, Go to turnlimits.com slash take action. There, you will see if it has been introduced and where it stands in the committee process on its way to the floor vote. If there's action to take, you'll see a take action button by your state. Click it. This will give you the opportunity to send a message to the most relevant legislators, urging them to support the legislation. They have to know you're watching. That's turnlimits.com slash take action. If your state has already passed the Turn Limits Convention Resolution, that is Florida, Missouri, or Alabama, or the bill's not been introduced in your state, you can still help. Please consider making a contribution to U.S. term limits. It is our aim to hit the reset button on the U.S. Congress, and you can help. Go to termlimits.com slash donate. Termlimits.com slash donate. Thanks. We'll be back next week. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast. USTL.